This DJ Shab, the hottest DJ in the South right now, and you are now tuned in to Tia versus Fancy Cash Podcast. And I'm telling you, it's about to go down, down, down. Welcome back to another episode of the Tia versus Fancy Cash Podcast. So this year, my platform is based around love, wealth, and mental health. And today I have a special guest. I'm going to let her introduce herself because we're going to talk about some wealth hacks today. Yes. Hello, everyone. I am Jalinda Jones, your insurance bestie. I'm right here in Lakeland, Florida. Um, Most people know us as Polk County. Um, And so I've been licensed in the insurance industry for about five plus years with my insurance family, my family's insurance agency, Insure Financial Group. Um, This insurance agency has been in business for 20 plus years and we're licensed in 25 plus states. Um, I've noticed that with families, they need to understand how important protection is because if not, you go from being a blessing to being a burden to your family. And so that's nothing that we want for our community and our families. And so over the past five years, I've been able to get about 30 million in life insurance sales for my clients. So that means that that's generational wealth going right back into our community. Right. I love that. So you said something and it's really what I guess made me want to reach out to you and have you come on my platform and educate my listeners because I have a lot of entrepreneurial listeners or just a lot of African-American listeners just in general. And I think it's important for a lot of us to learn about, you know, life insurance or um, how to build generational wealth in other ways outside of just being a business owner or an entrepreneur. And it wasn't until I started, you know, educating myself or just started surrounding myself around people that I wanted to um learn from and they kind of put me up on game so my family um my family we have a few entrepreneurs in the family but I think I'm one of the um I'm one I'm I'm one of the I guess main the face of the family the yeah I'm, okay I'm the Beyonce all right I'll just say it so I'm the Beyonce <laughs> I'm the Beyonce when of both, the family when I both. <laughs> I'm the Beyonce of the family when it comes to entrepreneurship, okay? Mm -hmm. So I think, um, and and I always tell people, like, I don't want my ambitions to become my family's burdens. And what I mean by that is I have so many things that my hands are in. Mm -hmm. I, you know, have a lot of debt that I'm in to build out my dreams because I'm in the beginning stages of building out my dreams. And I, God forbid something happens to me, I don't want to leave that on my family because Mm -hmm. I have this fleet of dessert trucks for the sweetest sisters or I'm paying for um, events and, and real estate property and, you know, just a lot of different things. And it's like, well, dang, when it's all said and done, none of this stuff is paid off yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. I think what we don't necessarily know all the times is that there's tools out there to complete that story for us. So a lot of times we're talking about getting out the mud and figuring it out, but we don't know that um, there's resources that, just like we have these businesses and we're entrepreneurs um, of we're black entrepreneurs of color that, you know, we're building these businesses and figuring it out. But it works the same way on the other side, too, except someone might have just let them know, oh, life insurance is not only 
how you leave wealth for your family and pay for burial, but actually your business can own insurance too, where if you have that fleet of cars, you have those, um, the trucks, um, whatever real estate you have, you can have a life insurance policy for a million dollars plus. All of those assets are paid off. So now you're not leaving a burden to anyone. And if you, which I'll drop this nugget early because I think we need to hear this as a community, is there's estate planning attorneys that will say, instead of you just leaving money to quote unquote, make your family rich and they go and blow the bag as soon as you leave it, you can actually have an estate planning attorney work with you to design a trust that says, yes, I do have a million dollar life insurance policy on me, but you don't just get that check sent to you in the mail. It's going to go through my trust. And my trust says this million dollars has to be reinvested into the business I left behind. So those um, trucks that I have, they're paid off now because of this trust and this life insurance. The real estate, it has to use, the money has to be used to buy more real estate. So a lot of us, we know we've been watching Power. And in Power, when Ghost passed away, he left money for them. But in order for his son to get access to that money, he had to do a couple things and jump through a couple hoops and stay in school. Well, that's just how it works in the real world. There's an estate plan that we can put in place and fund it with life insurance. And so when we're talking about funding with life insurance, it's not just, oh, well, burial costs about $10,000. i am going to get a $10,000 policy because, um, and I know you're probably going to bring this up soon, is the myth of Black people don't buy life insurance, but really we do buy life insurance. It's just the time we buy it. Usually right. we buy it when we have a health change. And so when things start looking crazy, like, oh, I probably should get some life insurance now. You have to know the insurance companies too know that this is an urgent time for you. And so when the demand is high for life insurance, that's when they're like, oh, we're going to charge you. And if that's the case, you might end up paying $500, $200 for a $10,000 policy when if you would have got it when you were young, handsome, and wealthy, all those different things, you could have got that $100,000 secured for maybe $70 a month. But when you wait until you're older and you absolutely need it, now they know they can either charge you a lot or they'll just tell you no and you have to get something guaranteed like a burial plan. Right. So um, one thing that I had learned about, so I got, I, I'm going to be honest and transparent in this episode just mm-hmm. because I want to educate people on why I'm so passionate about it and um, like what, I, what I've done for myself and my family. Mm-hmm. So for one, um, there like in, in my family, there have been um, like because of COVID, and I feel like yes. COVID should have woke a lot of people yes. up. Like, COVID was proof that anything can happen when people mm-hmm. say, "Oh, this will never happen to me," or "This could I this I have this security here," or "I'll be fine." Like COVID proved that life is short, and you need to have things in place if anything was to happen. So I um, lost a few, like quite a few family members um, due to COVID. And I can honestly say like my family weren't prepared, was not prepared Mm -hmm. for those blows. Like financially, it became a burden or they didn't have the right paperwork in place because a lot of black families, when we talk about death, we hate the idea of having these conversations and we dismiss it or we feel like we have all the time in the world. Mm -hmm. And um. I don't want to do that for my family. You know, like I eat, I eat right. I feel like I'm healthy. I feel like I'm fit, but you just never know what can happen. And for me, 
I don't want to leave my kids with nothing behind. And a lot of us have that mindset of, oh, we get life insurance just to cover the burial. No, Mm -hmm. like you get life insurance to set you up for like set your family up for future success so they will never have to start from ground zero and get it out the mud. So when I had the opportunity to get life insurance, one thing that I did learn was because I have life insurance policies on older family members like my mom, Mm -hmm. I realized like me getting an insurance policy on my mom outside of every and what she had for us is good but it wasn't enough because i want to make sure like we're set like my mm-hmm. kids are set her like whatever she has to have been taken care of is going to be okay um but the she's older like my mom just turned 60 on the 13th of april mm-hmm. and her insurance policy is expensive versus mm-hmm. mine i started when i was i'm 27 now so i got my first policy what two years ago and it's like very inexpensive and it's like the best investment I feel like I could have ever made because I started early. I didn't wait till I was, you know, super old to want to get a policy. And that's one thing I learned. I didn't know that. So I'm glad I wasn't yeah. one of those people who waited 20 years from now to finally get a policy when I feel like, oh, my time is up. <laughs> I did oh, my gosh, Tia. So. I'm glad you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm telling you like that is bef- when we start when my dad started in the industry that is exactly what people would say every single time is I wish I would have met you 20 years ago because they don't know that you know the life insurance is a science and so they use mortality tables to prove when people are going to transition and kind of estimate and so if they're estimating that if you're older you're more than likely to trans- transition sooner that's when they're going to charge you the most and that means the opposite, that when you're a baby, when a baby is 14 days old, you can get some really good life insurance on them. And like you said, your mom probably had a policy, your grandparents have a policy. But the trick of, which is why this is great that you're talking about love and wealth and health this um, month or this year, is because true love is understanding, okay, how to not leave a burden. But the trick of life insurance is that if your grandparent or your parent is getting insurance on you, and you don't take over it at some point in time, if they transition before you do, then that policy, if no one's paying for it, it goes away. So right. really what they meant for something good, they didn't realize that they should have communicated and let you become the owner of a policy so that at least you had something. But like what you did at 25 and what I did at 24, so we were both on the same page of knowing like, hey, I don't want to leave a burden to anyone, is we got insurance young, so it was so affordable. And that locks in not only your health, but the amount of insurance you have depending on the policy. And so now, no matter how your health changes, you already secured it now because that's the real, the factors of life insurance. I'll put this out here right now. When you're trying to qualify is your age, your gender, your lifestyle, and your health. So if you're eight, the older you are, the more it's going to cost um, your gender. Women pay less than men because they say that women tend to live longer than men because if we have a health concern girl we're gonna go check it out we're gonna figure out why right and get men, back will, on men will ignore it <laughs> yes men will wait five to ten years and be like hey we just gonna ride it out and see and by the time they actually see it's really it can be detrimental so it's important one that we change that too but men should absolutely get insurance first so um health like i said age gender health and lifestyle if you're speeding um you um like to fly, skydive and all these other things get your insurance first get your insurance first and don't and wait about two years before you start doing all that crazy stuff um and it was one other tip i wanted to know okay yes about mental health a lot of us um one you know there's a stigma to sharing information and things of that nature but i do believe it's helpful to do that but with 
when it comes to life insurance, before you start going down that road of telling too much of your business, go ahead while you're in your healthiest and your youngest, get that life insurance first because life insurance, they do get into the weeds of, okay, well, how healthy are you? Mentally healthy, physically healthy. They want to know. So if you can get it before all those different things in life come up, that's the easiest way to secure it at your um, youngest for the lowest price. Right. And you know, like we're in a time now where everybody want to live their best life. So you mm-hmm. see about like traveling, skydiving, taking trips. Mm-hmm. Like now is like, if that's your, if that's the track that you want, if you feel like 2022, 2023 is like your year of travel, your year of like luxury and leisure. This mm-hmm. is the getting life insurance the most because you're going to these different countries, you know, nothing about anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you on these trains, these planes, these cars, you whatever it is, like this is the time that you need to be getting it to secure yourself because like life is just so unpredictable and you're doing you're you're entering like unfamiliar territory going into these countries yes. or traveling, you know what I'm saying, during this time period where people are like blowing up stuff or kidding <laughs> like it's crazy. So I feel like that should be top priority. Like that's like I don't know. It's like levels to this stuff. And it's I just, like wearing a seat. It's honestly like wearing a seatbelt. You know, as soon as you get in the car before this trip, let me put my seatbelt on. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I was in a car accident last year. And literally, it was the seatbelt that saved my life because I was spinning out. <laughs> like, my um, fiance saw me spin out because he was driving in front of me. He saw me spin out just going turns and turns. But my seatbelt is what saved me. So it's just that's how life insurance works. It's the protection for your so a lot right. of people think oh this is just for when i die no this is actually for what as you're living so depending on the type of insurance you get is going to determine how much you're protecting in your life so a lot of us we're trained or we're required to get homeowners insurance and car insurance so that if we have a any type of issue okay that insurance is supposed to pay to fix those and get you back to square one well life insurance works the same way but we're not required to have it because the true benefit of life insurance is for your life and your family's life. It's not the bank's. The bank benefits when you have car insurance and homeowner's insurance. Um, but with life insurance, your family would benefit because if you get life insurance, it's literally a contract. Just like if you have a phone, you drop your phone, you go, you have the insurance, they better replace it. With life insurance, they're replacing the financial assets that you had so that no one is going to be financially burdened when you leave. So let's say I have a $250,000 home, I can have a life insurance policy that will pay off that home. If I have um, children, so if I have a one-year-old and I know they're going to rely on me for, for income all the way to age 18, then I know that my income times 17 more years of me paying for them and taking care of them needs to be protected. So that's what life insurance does. You can get a term policy that says, hey, if you have an annual income of 100000 and you multiply that times the next 10 years, okay, and you need a million dollars in insurance, term is the reason why every single one of our family members can get a million dollars in coverage at age, what, 25, 28, from maybe like $20 a month. So that McDonald's meal, that... um going out to Red Lobster, whatever, you could have had a life insurance asset that's going to leave your family money if you were to transition early for the same prices it costs to go out to eat just once a week. Right. So um, I wanted to go back to one point and then talk about something else with the million dollar insurance policies because I need you to educate me on something. Mm-hmm. That we talked about uh, travel. Um, I just recently learned something when I was on a cruise and I think I was in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I heard somebody say 
oh, make sure there's a clause in your life insurance where you would have coverage if you had like an accident on an excursion. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? Is that is that true? So there, that could be, there's different types of life insurance. And this is where it is so important to know what you have. Um, when you're traveling, there's a certain travel insurance, but with your regular life insurance, either it's term or whole life, the only exclusions um, will be in your policy. So they, it really depends what policy you have and what year in the policy you are. So usually every life insurance works the same way, where in the first two years, um, if anything like suicide, um, hire for murder, all this kind of stuff happens, they can contest it and not have to pay your family. But after those two years, they should cover anything and they should just pay out. Um, except if it was like, a, I think, a murder for hire. I think they still will challenge that. And nobody benefits from doing something like that because the life insurance company could still not pay. But if it's legitimate after two years, just by accident, regular transition, they're going to pay out. Um, but there's different types of policies, like accidental policies, um, accidental group term um just different types of policies that can weed people out of what they get offered. So a lot of our community, we have a bad taste of, oh, this company didn't pay my mama and she had insurance. Well, actually the type of insurance she had meant that she had to transition by accident. Or if you only have insurance on your job, that means that if you ever change jobs or leave jobs, you really don't have insurance because it was only a benefit while you were on that job. So what you're talking about is a condition of life insurance. And the only true way to know what is covered is to read those terms and conditions or work with an insurance agent that knows the guidelines of the insurance policy you have. And they can, like what we do, we evaluate insurance policy. So we're not the person that's trying to just get you into something and sell you something. We like to educate you, evaluate policies and let you understand these are the benefits of your policy and this is how you use them. Right. Okay. So I'm glad you clarified that for me. That's just um, a condition inside of the policy that when we're getting the policy, we just need to make sure we're reading the small print to see Mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. comes with. So another question that I have for you, I was uh, working an event um, um, on the, on the dessert show, the Sweetest Sisters. And I overheard um, an older white group of males talking about life insurance mm-hmm. mind you we don't really hear these type of conversations in our community like just sitting outside the park having these conversations our com- the black community our conversations are so different not saying and private <laughs> right not saying black people don't have these conversations because that's not fair to say because now we're you know more resourceful and more educated mm-hmm. however they were having a conversation in public and the man was saying how he has a million dollar life insurance policy and it like piqued my interest. Now I didn't overhear the entire conversation, but I would like to get million dollar policies on me and my kids. And I don't even know like the route to take to do that because the insurance that I have now, I will like honestly say it's less than 500,000, but I want to like be up in the million ranks. So I like, I want to know like some some tips or ins and outs of like how to do that um, at an affordable rate. Okay. So within the life insurance industry, they usually say the best rule of thumb is to have 10 to 20 times your annual income and insurance. And that's about as much as they'll let you have. But usually that multiple will show you that you can get a million dollars in insurance. If we're talking about term insurance and you wanted a million dollars in term insurance, that would mean, well, let me break down what term means. Yes, tell me what 
insurance. <laughs> so term is a temporary type of insurance. It means a term period in time. So you can get a 10-year term, 15, 20, or 30. So that means that now we're both <laughs> we're both around our 38. So if we were 30 and we wanted a term policy for 30 years, that means for the next 30 years from age 30 to age 60, you're covered for a million. Because we're so young at 30, um, it might cost us like, what, 25 to $45 a month, depending on what company you go with. And that price will stay the same for those 30 years. Um, and if you were to transition from now to age 60, your family will get that million dollars. I actually had a, a friend um, who had insurance with me, um, got in a car accident. His family got over six figures and he had only given the company like $150 because it was a term policy. But because he transitioned in a car accident, it was legitimate. Um, there was no foul play. They had to give his family all of that money because he transitioned within the term. But if you turn 61 after those 30 years are up, that means, hey, congratulations, you did not die, which most of us, that's the story we want to hear. Um, so now they have been released from the contract of having to give you a million dollars, where you can also buy a million dollars in whole life insurance. But because they absolutely will have to pay someone that million dollars, no matter when you transition from now to age 121, you're going to pay a lot more. So the younger you try to qualify for a million, you might pay anywhere from 500 to $1,200 a month, but you're guaranteeing that they're going to pay your family a million dollars. And right. the difference between a term policy that we said can only cover you for a certain amount of years, whole life insurance covers you your entire life. It's a permanent policy. It's going to always be in place as long as you make payments. Right. So, um, I have all my policies a whole. Like I didn't want to go the term route because um, mm -hmm. I didn't want to pay. Like so, I don't. I feel like every type of insurance is a scam except for life insurance. Like car insurance, <laughs> I hate it. Business insurance, I hate it. Um, <laughs> like what is it? Medical insurance, I hate it. Mm -hmm. Right, but life insurance, I feel like is the one guaranteed insurance that I don't mind paying. And instead of doing the term insurance, I went the whole life insurance route, and that's what I heard him say. This white man, oh, I pay five hundred dollars a month, and I have a million dollar life, um, million dollar uh, life insurance policy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, one, that's not bad. You know what I'm saying? When mm -hmm. you're and you can keep up with the demand for the payments, like that's not bad at all because that's a set bill that I would not mind paying. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of, well, how many million dollar policies do I really want? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Exactly. And let me tell you a hint to it, too. So it's not that term is bad. Sometimes business owners will get term insurance that says, hey, if I were to right now, if I were to sell this business or if I were to transition, I want my family to be able to buy me out of this business, then term insurance, you can get it for so cheap. It does have a place. But the tip here when buying term is to know that you're buying it from a company that offers different types of life insurance. So you might start with term, but they'll give you the privilege and the right to convert it to whole life later. That's the real trick because now you can secure term a million dollars and it's real affordable right now. But as your business grows and you become the millionaire, billionaire mogul that you're going to become, you can start converting that term to whole life and now it's secured. Mm. So that is a hint that, you know, even though we don't like term because we know it's temporary and it doesn't have cash in it, it still, uh, it still has a strategy there. You can secure your health and secure that amount. So when you're ready to graduate and upgrade your life insurance to the true kind that builds equity and builds wealth, you now have 
the leverage and the ability to do it because you got it when you were young at your youngest and healthiest. And now later when you're ready to flip it to whole life, you can. And that's kind of high level. I think it's really just good to like the major tip here is to buy insurance from a company that we call mutual insurance companies or participating companies that offer both term and whole life. So even though you might start with the inexpensive one, you can bump it up and get a whole life policy later. But it is better, like what you're doing is very smart to get whole life at your youngest because the younger you get life insurance, no matter what type, the least um, um, expensive it is. Right. And so if you get it at that lower price, you're gonna lock it in and whole life and the price will never change. Where with term, when you do convert it to whole life later, you're gonna pay at your new age but your health will, you won't have to qualify health-wise. Right. Um, I wanted to mention, <coughs> oh, excuse me, it was something in my throat. <laughs> no problem. I wanted to mention um, something you said about, um, um, I guess, the the whole life, mm -hmm. well, no, you say the term life policy doesn't have cash value, mm -hmm. but the whole life policy does. So I remember a conversation that we had a couple years back, maybe like two years back. I wanted mm -hmm. about like um, me investing in real estate and how I wanted to borrow from my life insurance policy because that's another trick that I learned. That's how a lot of people feel like you have to come with your well. A few years ago, it was you had to come with your own cash and save up all this money just to be able to invest in real estate. Then people started learning about using OPM. People mm -hmm. thought OPM meant just going to the banks and getting um, funding for their real estate or any of their dreams, not just real estate, but any of their dreams to, you know, be their investor. Then as you dig deeper and you learn more and you get around more people who play in this long game, um, this wealth building game, you learn that you can pull from your life insurance policy after a certain amount of years, draw mm -hmm. from that to invest in um, whatever it is you want to invest in. And I'll just say real estate because that's what I was learning about at this time. Yes. Educate us on that. Give us that um, wealth hack. Yes. Let's go ahead and drop this gem. So a lot of people have been hearing about it lately. It's called Becoming Your Own Bank with Life Insurance or Infinite Banking. So it's a good one to research. I'll drop these three books, Money, Wealth, and Life Insurance by Jake Thompson, Becoming Your Own Banker by R. Nelson Nash, and then Wealth Unbroken by Rebecca Walser. And there's tons of other books, but these, and even this last one, I think this one's really great, is What Would the Rockefellers Do? Mm -hmm. I don't know the um, author of it, but those books talk about whole life insurance as a way to become your own bank because whole life insurance is the only type of life insurance um, that allows you to build cash. So as you're paying your life insurance bill, they're also giving you access to cash. The longer you have the policy, the more access to cash they give you um, access to. So it's like liquid cash. But what that really is, is your death benefit. So let's say you did have that million dollar policy. If you were paying into your cash value life insurance for that million dollar policy, you'll start to see that you'll get letters annually saying, hey, you, congratulations, this is their anniversary of your life insurance policy. Um, you built about 10000 in cash value in this policy. The dividends paid in it was an additional 1000 um, If you wanted to, you have access to this much cash. And so every year you're paying your life insurance bill, you're just building up how much cash you have access to. So you build, and by year 10, you have about twenty-five dollars or $50,000 in cash in that policy. Well, now you can call the company and say, hey, I see I got $50,000. I'm going to go ahead and pull out twenty five dollars and put down on the house. You don't even have to tell them why. You just say, hey, I see I have $50,000. Go ahead and give me um, thirty. dollars 
then right. they have it in your bank within three days. You use that money however you want to use it. Um, and if you want, you can pay yourself back and build that policy, that cash value back up. Or because it's a mutual company and it's whole life insurance, when you borrow from yourself, what you're doing is saying, hey, I pulled out 30000 from my million dollars. So if I was to transition, instead of my family getting a million, they would get 970000 because you, you they already gave you thirty dollars while you were living so right. that takes away that feeling of oh life insurance is only for my people when i die no you actually if it's the right type can use it to do other moves and invest in other things so even when you're buying a house let's say you didn't even want to touch the cash you still have a liquid asset that they can say okay how much cash do you have on hand the cash you have in your life insurance is recognized as liquid equity so you can go ahead and list that as something that you have cash um, so that's a whole life policy where you can build your own bank because the money that you're building up as you're paying your life insurance bill can be used later on down the line. And they'll let you know how much is growing in your account over time and what you have access to. Right. So don't. So as a disclaimer, I don't think you go open up a whole whole life insurance policy and your first payment is $47 and you put in 47 and think they're going to give you a million. No, this takes time. <laughs> so you pay like a bill. It's basically, I want to like reference like maybe a secured card. Like the more you invest into your life insurance policy, the more you can pull over time, but you have yes. to build that bank up first. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it is definitely you building up your wealth. And it's better than a bank because we know if we go to a bank, all the money you put in the bank, all you have is exactly what you gave them. And there's no death benefit. So once, if you put in $500 a month and you got up to 20000 if you were to transition, hopefully you have beneficiaries on your bank account. They're going to get that 20000 But with life insurance, if you built up 20000 in your life insurance, that's just the cash value. But you have a death benefit of $150,000, however much that did equate to for life insurance. So now you're killing two birds with one stone because you can still touch that money, but also it's multiplied if you transition and your family gets the death benefit. So there's a lot of ways to leverage life insurance for it not only to pay when you transition, but also for it to work and be that guaranteed passive income too, because on top of that cash value, when we're talking about whole life insurance, they pay dividends. And so just like we know in the stock market, if you get with a company that you buy their stock, they might pay you an annual quarterly um, or monthly dividend as they are profitable. Well, it works similar in life insurance. When it's a whole life policy with a mutual company, as they're profitable, they will pay a dividend um, at the end of the year annually, either into your policy or you can tell them to pay you that. But it still is another way to create some passive income with life insurance. Right. That is like, oh, gosh, I feel like I learned so much. I feel like people are learning so much. Um, just from listening. Um, mm -hmm. And I love the way that you're breaking it down. Um, like you're making life insurance not seem so scary and you're making it seem like something that we all can do and we don't have to wait till we're a certain age or it's not just something, you know, for white people. You know mm -hmm. No, I seriously. And like when I, I don't have any kids yet, but I bought life insurance when I was 24 for my future family I plan to have. But my best friends best believe they have insurance and they have insurance on the kids. So it's as my godchildren turned 14 days old we were talking about life insurance because one 
Um, they're protected with whole life insurance. So no matter what, they'll be protected. But also we're building cash for them. So some people know five to nine college saving plans as a way to build up cash for um, college. But you could do the same thing in life insurance. And while you're owning that policy for your children, you have access to the cash. But whenever you believe that they're responsibly, um, they have that they've changed and their mindset has changed on money and you're ready to give them control over their life insurance, now they can have ownership of a policy that has cash in it too. So when they're ready to buy their first car, they can pull money out of their life insurance policy and they can pay it back whenever they're ready. Because different from a bank, as soon as you borrow from the bank, they're like, okay, it's time to start making monthly payments. Right. With life insurance, you can decide when you start paying yourself back. And if you don't, you just know that's going to be what comes out of your death benefit of your life insurance policy. Right. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about is getting insurance. When I got insurance on myself, mm-hmm. uh, so it also came with riders for my kids. Yes. So um, I I literally don't pay. I don't pay. I want to say mm, for myself, I don't think I pay more than like forty dollars a month, or I, I probably like twenty something dollars a month to be honest. Now don't don't quote me, but I know it's not. It's nothing more than forty dollars a month that I pay for myself. For a whole life whole life insurance policy, and it came with a rider for my kids. And I, I don't really know what a I can't really give you the definition of rider, but what mm-hmm. I is my kids are included on the policy, and they have like over I want to say ten thousand dollars just you know just with my policy. Just mm-hmm. so, so my- let me break down what a rider is. So we know if we go buy a car, the basic car might cost twenty five thousand, but then you want to put TVs in it, you want the heated seats, okay. Those are enhancements, a way to enhance your car. Well, life insurance, a rider is a way to enhance your life insurance. So with you, what you did, you had a whole life policy. That means no matter when you transition, your children will get paid. But also a rider of them on your policy means that if they were to transition before you, your policy will pay out 10000 At most, I believe you can get about $25,000 um, on children under your policy. And that's what they kind of call a family plan where you're actually covered but under you, your children are covered. So that's a very affordable way to get insurance and also include your kids because really you're paying $40 in total, but really if you didn't have the children on there, your policy would probably cost 35. So just for an extra five or 10 extra dollars, you're covering every child for $10,000 each. And so predominantly that's how most insurance policies work. You can have um, a rider or the children can own their own. You can have policies that they are, um, they are the insured. So right now you have it where it's like the family plan where you have a policy and they're covered under you. But also you can have a plan where they are their own insurance. It's their own insurance policy that one day they can own. And that way, because with riders, it's always up until like age 23 or 25. And then they do have to come off and have their own insurance where uh, if they actually were the insured, they can have that policy for the, their whole life. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of options in whole life. Um, we just talked about one rider. That's the child rider. But there's other riders like there's a rider called the waiver premium total disability rider, where if you e- ever became disabled before age 65, your life insurance will pay for itself. Or you can have accidental as a rider. That means if you transition by accident, your policy might be 200,000. But because you tra- passed away by accident, it's going to be worth 400,000. So there's a lot of different things that life insurance does. And I want our community to know that not only is life insurance if you transition, but most of these policies have a rider called a, 
um, accelerated death benefit rider, where if you ever became terminally ill mm -hmm. or chronically ill, and we know we have a lot of um, people in our families that have experienced different illnesses, your life insurance would have given you access to 50 to 80% of that death benefit while you're living. So instead of that million dollars only being paid out when you transition, you could have access to 500,000 to pay for your chronic illnesses or terminal illnesses. That's like one of the major reasons why a lot of us go into financial strain is because of health issues. So if you would have known that your life insurance can be used in that way, um, that's going to make you see that this is truly a luxury. So it's one of those things where, okay, we believe in luxury as things that we can show and wear. But if you have life insurance that gives you all these ways to protect yourself from financial burdens, that's a true luxury on your last name versus, you know, wearing someone else's last name. Right. Um, and that's like super important. I learned about the um, accelerated death um, policy or rider. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm as well and I thought that was like super important because people in my family I think um cancer runs in my family honestly mm -hmm. um so I think it's just something important to have and I think more families especially black families so and I and I'm guilty of it too I don't like to talk about death I don't like to talk mm -hmm. about um the idea of like losing a family member or you know but I also don't like the idea of a family member passing away and then the burden of it I think the mm -hmm. older the more mature I get, the more I understand like these conversations are necessary. So I will never have kids and not get insurance policies on them. I will never get married and not have a life insurance policy on my husband. Although to some people, I guess there's like a negative connotation um, in regards to like getting married and getting a life insurance policy on your husband or your wife because they feel like, oh, that's how people, you know, get set up or women be killing their husbands for life insurance policies or husbands be killing their wives for life insurance policies. But I don't think that way. I honestly know like how um, how fragile life is. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important. That's a conversation for mm -hmm. I a lot of people who are dating to have, you know, with their, um, that's a conversation of people who are dating to have, um, to be comfortable or it's, it's a, it's a like non-negotiable for me. Like mm -hmm. we get married and this is, you know what I'm saying? The life that we trying to live together, we have to get insurance policies on ourselves. Yeah. That, let's go find an agent <laughs> exactly and that's the that's the key right there is that we don't like to talk about death but we can talk about the luxury of a legacy that we will leave and so that luxury is that my children won't have to worry about man like mama mama's gone now where's our money coming from no she replaced that income with life insurance not only that she had a house but we lost the house because we couldn't keep up with the mortgage no her life insurance paid off the house like that's the difference between talking about what happens when i die versus how my legacy will continue on and the luxury you had while i was here you don't have that luxury when i'm gone too um and that's what it what it means to have like a true plan in place because we have all these other plans for you know when it's when we're planning for our birthday we already know what we're going to use as the caterer the decorations things like that that's exactly what it is for a legacy you have to have a plan in place that says whenever this happens just know this is paid for and what i say for our community is one with the whole i don't want somebody to take a life insurance policy out on me you if it's over fifty thousand you have to sign off and approve them getting that life insurance policy on you. And then also they protect who can get insurance on you. So like you said, you got policies on your mother because you know, if anything were to happen to her, that financial burden would fall on the person who loves her mo most 
who's going to take care of that, which might be you. So it's good that you have life insurance on her because you care about her and you know that you would take over that financial burden. So instead, your life insurance is going to relieve you of that stress. And we have that in so many of our families that if you are the most responsible one, like you said, you're the Beyonce of your family. <laughs> I might be the Beyonce Jr. because my dad, uh, he don't play. But like for me, I know that I'm a sister. I have three brothers and then it's me. If anything happens, I already know I'm the one they're going to be like, well, you take care of mama and daddy. You need to look out. So I have to have plans in place that say, if that burden did follow me, I have policies in place that'll go ahead and relieve me of that burden. That is all we're doing with life insurance is saying that I already know that I'm the responsible one. I'm the one that people know has it in place, um, has things in place. So I'm going to do that with life insurance. So if you have siblings, um, children, parents, those are the people that you can cover in life insurance that you're relieving yourself of the future stress of coming up with ten dollars to $20,000, one, for burial. But then we don't realize that not only is a burial, but if they leave behind a house, they leave behind any type of asset, you're going to have to go through the courts to figure out who gets what. That all costs money. That money has to come from somewhere. And unless you have $100,000 plus sitting in savings, where is that money going to come from to pay for those things to take care of yourself and your family. Most of us don't think about that, but a lot of times that cycle is our parents give birth to us, take care of us, and then as they start getting older, we start taking care of them again. That money has to come from somewhere. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whew. Okay. I, oh, Jesus. I learned so much. Like my wheels are turning. I even wrote down these book options that you gave. Mm -hmm. um, the podcast too just so I can like read more and learn more because you know what they always say if you want to hide something from somebody put it, put in, it a in a book <laughs> and that's what they did with life insurance like they sold it to us as like just burial like just to take care of burial and didn't let us know this same policy is the reason why people are leaving millions before they become millionaires like you have it's a contract that says, hey, for this small amount of money, if you transition, we'll leave a large amount of money. So if you already know you're going to be a millionaire, you already know you want to leave a comfortable lifestyle for your family, secure it right now in a life insurance contract. Right. And then, and so that's what I want to say that we offer to our community is not only just, okay, this is life insurance, get it, you feel good. But this is um, legacy insurance that says not only is it good today, but in the future, you'll still have something that's guaranteed building you money while you're not thinking about it. It's protected. It's not, there's no risk like the stock market of you losing your money. Life insurance is guaranteed money, safe money. It's like a saving, uh, glorified savings account because it built, if it's whole life, it's building cash, but it's also guaranteeing a death benefit all the way for until age 121. And I think our families need that luxury too. Like why not leave behind something that they can pay off the house with? They don't have to go and make a GoFundMe and a fish fry and figure out how we're just going to pay for burial. Because if we keep down that path, that's starting from the bottom every single generation. Right. Right. And we want to set our generations up for success. I, um, like, I, I remember I was having a conversation with my mom and she told me about a conversation she had with some older gentlemen of another <laughs> what race they were. But she was like, the conversation was basically um white people or whatever race it was set their set their families up from the beginning mm -hmm. well are the opposite we leave stuff behind in the end if that so mm -hmm. what is how white people are passed down or other races are passed down um money from the very beginning like at birth they start investing in their kids 
we don't do it until it's too late. We don't do it until it's the end. That's when we want to start having conversations with our kids about what's what, where this money is, where this property is. And I don't think that's fair to our kids. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up because we call it grown folk business. And so we wait till you get grown to start talking to you. While what you'll find in those books I recommended is that James, Cat- James Cash Penny, J.C. Penny, and Walt Disney, they had life insurance from th- when they were younger that when Walt Disney wanted to start Disney World, he pulled money out of his life insurance policy. So that means that if he had the money in there, his parents had to start it before he had the dream to build his business. And so he was able to borrow from his policy because the banks were like, oh, we don't know about this rats and mice and theme parks. We don't know what that is. So when the business, the banks turned him down, the cash value in his life insurance was what he was able to access, pull funding out of that to fund his dream. And now we have this multi-billionaire billion dollar industry and business because of something that was started with life insurance we need that luxury too and it starts by getting there early having these conversations earlier what is our plan now that we decided to have this child how can we build wealth for them how can we protect this wealth where right now we're using a two-income household but if you were to transition what would happen to me and my babies well that's the thing with men and we have to get our men to feel better about life insurance and know that, hey, I have insurance to protect myself, and that goes to you. But how are you continuing to protect me if you don't desire or believe in life insurance? We made these kids together. Let's protect them together. Right, right. Oh, this was good. Oh, my gosh. Like, this episode, I don't know. It was very enlightening and um, amazing. So I'm really glad we had this conversation, and I'm super um, glad that you finally took out the time to talk to me. Because remember, we were supposed to do the podcast last year, right before you got into your accident. Yeah, girl. When I tell you that was life changing, I was even for myself. I have a lot of life insurance, but I was like, I want to get a little bit more. And then that car accident happened. And even as insurance agents, I know that once you have a health change, they're going to say, oh, let's wait a minute and we'll let you get life insurance in a few years after we find out if you're really okay. Mm. So I'm glad we did get around and get to share this information because honestly, our families need to benefit from this thing. And my client, one of my clients who passed away, who was younger, his mom is so thankful. She's like, thank you for working with my baby. Thank you for setting this up for him because it helps their family. It helps create generation like to see to know how much he paid which was less than five hundred dollars and know that his family's getting six figures plus and i'm not even talking about just a hundred thousand it was a lot it just shows you that like all you need to do is have something in place and this will do life insurance will do its job um so i i think this is just so important when we're talking about generational wealth and guaranteed money we're going to invest we're going to build these businesses but this is something we can secure before we even have um, the major business doing however well we're thinking it's going to do. Life insurance could have already paid, been there protecting you and guaranteeing generational wealth without you thinking about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so before we wrap up the episode, is there anything that you wanted to um, maybe announce or um, mm-hmm. let us know or how to get in contact with you for anybody who's interested in life insurance and wants to learn more after listening? Yes. So um, I would like to just put out there that I do educate and I'm putting out more and more information every week on life insurance on my Instagram page at Jalinda. Um, On that page, I go go as the insurance bestie. Many people knew me as the life insurance queen. 
Um, this rebrand is about me wanting to make it a more comfortable conversation. So as your bestie, I'm letting you know, this is what you need to know in the terms and conditions with life insurance. And I'm working on an actual legacy planning workbook that'll give you the guidelines of what you need to know to set your family up for generational wealth through guaranteed products like life insurance. And so that is going to come next month. Um, so definitely follow me, get involved, get engaged, ask me questions on my social media platforms, or you can call me on my phone, 863-774-6849. That's my office cell, but I do get texts from that cell phone as well. So any questions, I am an open book. I love talking about this. This is what I know. I've been in the industry five plus years. My family has had this business for 20 plus years. So we, we've learned some things that we think that our community should know when we're talking about guaranteeing wealth. Um, and I will say this last thing. When my father, my father started this business with funeral homes. And so we have funeral home relationships in Florida, Georgia, and North Carolina. And we asked them in the last 10 years, how many black families have left over six figures that you know about uh, when, it, when they transition? And they all had the common answer of one, one family left over six figures. And I do believe it's just because we haven't made it important to understand how to transfer wealth. Or even if we have, we haven't known that there's different options. Um, so that's where we are very passionate at Insure Financial Group. We educate on your options, what's affordable or what's wealth building, because life insurance, when it comes to buying life insurance, the wealth is attached to um, what you're purchasing. So the type of insurance you're purchasing is going to show you real value depending on the type you choose. Okay. So I know um, coming up, I want to do an episode with an estate attorney. Estate um, planning, mm -hmm. right? To learn about estate planning, um, that's something I'm interested in as well. Because then, I, and I think it just comes with with age and 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 um and maturity. Like I'm learning about these different types of things that I'm interested in, and it's something that I want to put in place for my family. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm excited. As soon, yes, as soon as you start having children or you get married. Um, or you just see that your parents are aging, that is the time to start looking at estate planning for not only yourself, but your parents. Because a lot of them, they feel like you should just know that this house is going to you. But if the papers don't say it, the documents don't, aren't there to say, oh, you have power of attorney over their stuff, then it might not go the way you think it's going to go. The state gets to decide. Right. And if you don't want the state to decide, you have to have these things in place. So that's a life insurance agent that creates the financial funding. But it's an estate planning attorney that allows provides the structure that legally will require it to go the way that they want it to go or you want it to go. So, yeah, once we start having um, um, a spouse, this is when these conversations become so important because this is what's going to give you options in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jalinda, I appreciate you again for joining in on today's episode of the Tia versus Fancy Cash podcast. I hope you guys um, enjoyed the information and learned just as much as I did because that's what this platform is about. It's a safe space for adult women to learn how to navigate through adulthood to build life of their dreams. Um, mm -hmm. So this was like super important for me. And um, y'all make sure y'all rate and review the show on the Apple podcast app. Let me know what you think. And follow Jalinda give her some feedback on you know how you enjoyed the show and what you learned as well because I think that's important for all business owners when they join these type of platforms you know just to receive their flowers if they taught you something I
did because she taught me a lot. So thanks for tuning in, you guys, and I will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem.